Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Wednesday hump day. Hope everyone's having an amazing hump day. Unfortunately, today's hump day has been slightly derailed by the rain. Theo is not here to celebrate hump day and my book announcement, but he was really supportive last night, so I'm okay. Hump day has been canceled temporarily derailed is what I'd like to say so upsetting but on my way in it was raining and I knew that meant that do to do would not be here today and I don't blame you I don't blame him you know who I blame I blame it on the weatherman yes or God you know what I like he's to blame, crying I like to blame the weatherman because I feel like he's like a more worthy adversary you know I hate when it rains but part of me always feels like whenever it's raining it's because like someone is having a funeral and like they needed to like have it be raining because like they always say like God cries and when it's a funeral it's like the person's like soul and so I'm like "Um, you know what I'll accept the rain because you're going through a tough time. That's always how I feel. That's such a beautiful way to think about it. Thank you. McClardia. That's (laughs) beautiful. Can I just say that yesterday was such a fabulous day. Like I actually was like throughout the day having like such highs and lows like because it was just like I was staring at my phone. My screen time must be like 14 hours. Do you want to check? Sure. Let us know. It was so crazy. I'm honestly scared. I got home and I sat in my bed and I just stared at my phone and I did like a QA. and a Um... Okay, so this morning I'm already at an hour and 30 minutes. Wow. But let's go back to yesterday. I spent a lot of time on my phone yesterday also doing the social media blitz for your launch. 12 hours. Jeez Louise. That's that's a lot of hours. That's my standard. Like, that's not crazy for me. I thought it was going to be more. That is so crazy. No, it's absolutely disgusting. But at least, like, I'm, you know, making business moves. I'm not, like, playing Fortnite. Right. That's true. Speaking of business moves, if you haven't had the opportunity yet, yesterday we announced my book. It comes out January 26, 2021. It's called Girl With No Job, The Crazy Beautiful Life of an Instagram Thirst Monster. It is available on Amazon, um, on all the platforms. If you head over to my Instagram account, Girl With No Job, you'll be able to find all the information you need there. And I just want to say, yesterday was such a fabulous day because I didn't even know that like Amazon had charts and I didn't, I thought that if your book is like in pre-order, like you don't make it to the charts until you are until, released. Yeah, until you have a book. And you sent me like um, number like one in personal development and I'm like, what? And then I kept watching it and I made it to number four on all books. Like for a brief, brief moment, I was above Barack Obama and like people actually respect him. Like that's <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. It's a sign of the times, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was an exciting day, an exciting launch. I think that the launch was a successful launch. No, We're the up team in the stratosphere. was like your social media skills. Like, it's funny because like this is what I do, and like you really killed it. Like Jackie was being so uh, Liza from younger, like cross platform integration, just like really taking care of all the social media. And like the publishers were like, wow, it's so e-. like they literally were like, this is great. Like it's because you had a social media manager and like back the campaign in, was a success back in the day. Like that was my job, right. social media managing. And I'm glad to know that I still have the chops. You went back to your roots uh, this week. That's actually like my skill set mm-hmm. is like social media marketing. And so I'm glad I was able to put it to use. You killed it. Just absolutely killed it. And I'm so grateful. Thank you. Um, Also, speaking of exciting things going down, if you're watching on YouTube today, we have a sign. Oh, yes. Sorry it took so long. Um, And, you know, did we have a, in our last studio, did we have a sign? No. So it's been a while. So now the studio is officially christened, done. Done. Yeah. Cherry on top because we have a sign. And so you know what show you're watching if you weren't sure. And it could be confusing because there are a lot of people who look just like us. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of people who like try to do like this set and stuff. Yes. But now you know, like this is the one. You're the in the OJ. right place. Um, so yes, not to keep talking about me, but I did want to say one more thing. Feel free. Um, 
Also, a very exciting update is that if you haven't watched my comedy special yet, it is now part of Amazon Prime. So you go watch it for free. So I just wanted to put that out there because I know some people hadn't seen it yet and we're waiting for it to become free on a certain streaming platform. And Amazon Prime has it for you. Check it out. Totally free. Content upper. Yeah. Speaking of CUs, I did finally start the Redheads book. It is just like so warm and fuzzy and beautiful, full of life, like lessons, quotes, highlight passages. You're just going to go ham on. And I just think if you're looking for that warm and fuzzy feeling and like feeling good about humanity, and I'm only 50% of the way through, this is the book for you. That's like a lot of the way through. Yeah, but I don't know how it ends. Maybe it ends and it's like, oh, you'll lose your faith in humanity. But from what I've heard, that's not what happens. So not only was yesterday like a big day for us, but it was like a big day in pop culture. There was so much stuff that happened. So much stuff. Like the Fast Five just wrote themselves today. We're not getting Buddy Velastro, I'll tell you that. Yeah, no, we're not circling the drain on like biz news. Um, But... Um, there was also the episode of The Bachelorette, which I said I wasn't going to watch, but I did. And I'm really glad that it's I did. did that you did. Because I'm about to go in on like, well, one person. Who? Claire. Claire. Oh, of course. And you know what? Today I'm going to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I have no devil's advocate to play. Do your thing. See, I feel like when it comes... I'm hesitant to recap how I really feel because I think Claire is getting a lot of hate and nobody deserves that for the way they act on a TV show. She's not a bad person. She's just making poor choices. And I don't want to be a part of the pylon. I really don't because I feel like maybe out of all the bachelorettes we've had in a while, she might be getting the most amount of hate. Oh, shit. You know what? I didn't even look... After her the show. comment section is just are there are like headlines or tweets or it's people just people thinking that they are important and that Claire gives a shred of a shit what they think about her. Um, so while I have very strong feelings about Claire, I will be delicate because I I actually I do feel bad for her and I don't condone bullying in any way and I think that she's getting like really destroyed. Oh wow, I haven't seen anything, but that is very considerate of you. And it's important to remember that like while you may not agree with what Claire's doing, like. She's just a girl on TV. Like, she's not, she's not murdering people. She's just making questionable dating decisions, which I know some of you people have done before. So just remember that when recapping what's going on. She didn't lie. I didn't lie. It's like, please, let's look at your dating record, girlfriend, okay? Oh, wow. Okay, you don't have to be mean to them. No, sorry. No, I'm totally kidding. Um, also, like, you didn't go on TV to talk about your dating record. Therefore, your dating record is... Your business inadmissible. Not it's inadmissible in this court. Yes. But, yeah, so we will talk about that in our TV recap segment. But it was a great episode. Lots of, I think, you know, more, like, serious conversations to be had. Yeah, and honestly, the things that stuck out for me, considering we know she leaves with Dale, like, watching how that happens, like, isn't so crazy. But, like, that kiss situation. Awful, awful. I I can't, I can't. I had to watch it twice, like, to try and see what happened. Like, like playback, slow-mo, what's it called in sports? Replay. Yeah. Instant replay. Well, it's not called that in sports. It's called that in English. Well, they use it in sports. Yes, I agree. And part of me thinks that she felt it had nothing to do because he did not pull away. Like when you replayed, did he pull away? No. I mean, she did go in like 95. She went very aggressive, but like, okay, it's okay for you. What? We're not living in the 19th century. Like you can kiss someone. But I think that she like went in for the kiss because she like thought it was like what she was supposed to do. And then she felt like she was cheating on Dale and pulled out. Like that's literally how I felt. She's like, oh wait, no, I have a boyfriend. Oh shit. That's how I felt. Yeah, we need to, we need to dissect it because I was, I was left so confused. So confused. But um, we'll talk about that in the TV recap. Maybe we should just get in because we have, unless there's any more personal matters that you'd like to discuss. I didn't watch any more Queen's Gambit yesterday because my eyes were just glued to my, oh my phone, God. refreshing my Instagram comments, telling, oh, I'm sorry, I have to say one thing, but you, you talk. Queen's Gambit, like, it's my sweet treat waiting for me, but yes. I have to finish the Redheads book because we're recording the Redheads episode on Thursday, which is a reminder, if you want to ask us any questions about the book, email us, theredheadsbookclub at gmail.com. So I have to finish this and then do the outline before Thursday. If I finish the book, like, today, I can watch Queen's Gambit tonight. Yeah, no, I'm, I didn't watch any yesterday, and I'm really enjoying it. It's a limited series, so I don't think I have that many episodes. So savor it. I'm going to. But I wanted to address a controversy. Mm. You know, it wouldn't be a day here at the Morning Chose if I didn't address some of the haters. And I want to address Maxi Padgate. Oh, wow. Is it, has it gotten that big? It's gotten pretty big. It's gotten beyond what I thought. When I announced my book, of course, everyone was so excited. But many people were quick to point out that my bathtub on the cover does look a little bit like a maxi pad. And at first they were like, oh, I thought you were sitting on a maxi pad. Now I see it's a bathtub, obviously. And I just want to say to the haters, I see you. I do. It does look like a maxi pad. And I'm not really mad about it. I think it's kind of funny and very on brand. But no, that was not intentional. I know a lot of people like actually thought it was. I 
I see how the shape of the tub is the shape of a maxi pad, but like, why would you be laying on a maxi pad? Naked with bubbles, with bubbles. on me. Like, no, it makes no sense. But um, I just want to address that because, you know, I'm all about addressing my controversies. Wow. Okay. Thank you for your bravery and your yeah. honesty. And speaking of addressing my controversies, I addressed quite a few of them in my new book, Girl With No Job, The Crazy Beautiful Life of an Instagram Thirst Monster, now available at most retailers. Well, now available for pre-order at most retailers. Sorry, I'm getting new. I'm new to this whole... To the jargon. To this whole authorship thing. Yeah. It could take some getting used to. I know. From what I hear. From what I hear. So now I think with all the personal promotion behind us. We'll see about that. Yeah, I know. There's a lot to talk about. Speaking of my announcement, my fun announcement is tomorrow. So get excited. Oh, I thought it was today. No, no. no. I'm announcing on the show tomorrow. Okay, okay. Um, Guys, Jackie's going through something in her life that's so unbelievably exciting. Like, you have no idea. And I don't want to overhype it. And Um, she's not pregnant. No, I already told you guys that. And like, let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, Now, after teasing everything else, it is time. Now it is time for the Fast Five Stories that you, yeah, you, need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And that's true. It's true. But um, I'm not, I'm not gonna even going to make a joke right now. I'm going through something, like, really serious medically. No. Yeah. And it's mask breath. <laughs> and it's so fucking awful. And I think everyone is going through it. And I literally was out to dinner last night and I gave everyone at the table a piece. Oh, by the way, we literally have it here. Today's sponsor is TheraBreath. They make a ton of products and they're all geared for your breath. Like, it's so fabulous. But this gum is truly a game changer. And everyone I was out to dinner last night was talking about mask breath. And I was handing out this gum. I'm like, you need TheraBreath. I'm like a, a traveling salesman. Um, it's the world's fastest growing oral health care solution for one simple reason. Their products are powered and tested by science. They're not gimmicky marketing and they have powerful masking flavors. Far too many oral health companies are driven by marketing, but at TheraBreath, they're driven by science. They are founded by a dentist. They are still run by a dentist and each and every one of their products are dentist formulated to be safe and effective. So they have mouthwash, they have mints, they have gum. Zach has been using the mints like since before. Since I knew him. It's crazy. They're powerful stuff. And I am like, not only am I so sensitive to other people's breath, I happen, like, I don't know if it's, like, I have decaying teeth in my mouth or something, but, like, I have some of the worst breath of all time. And, like, it's really disgusting. And I'm so conscious of it. And I'm always carrying around, like, gum that, like, loses its flavor in a minute. But the fact that there's literally a brand that's dedicated to, like, taking care of my breath, like, you don't know how this helps me sleep at night. And I love the gum. But they have tons of products. No, I... Usually our breath is at its worst, like, right after the show. And I popped in a piece of gum the other day. And I literally was chewing it for four hours until I got home. I, like, didn't even realize it hadn't run out out of pow, pow, pow. So TheraBreath Fresh Breath Oral Rinse, which I now have in my house too, um, is a premium dentist-formulated oral rinse that is ADA-approved and clinically proven to fight bad breath by attacking it at the source, which is the bacteria that causes it. The founder is the dentist Dr. Harold Katz, and he invented the first TheraBreath Fresh Breath Formula 25 years ago. Um, It's totally safe. The oral rinse is alcohol-free for no burn, and it's kosher vegan and gluten-free so all of our hollow french toasters you can get in on the fun they contain no artificial flavors or colors and it is never tested on animals and of course made in the usa therabreath fresh oral rinse comes in three delicious flavors um i like the gentle mild mint the best and so does ben but tons of flavors fabulous fabulous delicious flavors be sure to check out therabreath if you have mask breath or just bad breath in general therabreath is therabreath.com t-h-e-r-a-b-r-e-a-t-h dot com slash toast and if you want to save 25% off on your order from the website use code a toast a-t-o-s-t at therabreath.com slash toast promo code a-t-o-a-s-t a toast to save 25% on your order therabreath it's like therapy for your breath love it sign on fight that bad breath y'all First story, happy news. Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton are engaged. Thanks for saving my 2020 and the rest of my life. The couple made their engagement and Instagram official on Tuesday with a sweet post from Gwen sharing a photo of her ring alongside her new fiance. Multiple sources confirmed to people that the two recently got engaged in Oklahoma. She wrote at Blake Shelton, yes, please. Okay, so am I the only one who like literally thought they were married already? Okay, I thought they were 100% engaged. I thought they got engaged like four weeks after they got together and just right. have been engaged ever since. I swear I saw at like a Star Magazine or Us Weekly cover the other day that said the wedding is off, 
Blake and Gwen. Implying so, that they were already engaged. Right. And when I saw that, I realized that they weren't already married. Like, that's right. how far along I thought that we were. I guess they just, like, moved so fast from the second that they met. Like, it really was love at first sight. So it just gives off that vibe that they're moving really fast. But I guess they weren't engaged yet, which is just, it's this is news to me. Right. Like, this is shocking that, like, they weren't already engaged. And, and at this point, they're even bothering to get engaged or get married. Yeah. No, but honestly, as a couple, I love them so much. I actually really, really believe in their love. I think... They're two people you would have never paired together, but once they met, it totally made sense, and now they work together, and I feel like they just really, really love each other. I mean, not to, you know, bring her into this, but, like, Miranda Lambert must be vomiting just because, like, they, Miranda Lambert and Blake Shelton got divorced, and, like, the next woman that Blake Shelton met was, like, the absolute love of his life, which doesn't happen for anyone. Like, it's so rare, and it's just, like, like, if that's your ex, like, kill me. Yeah, they're really perfect together, and... Just go to show opposites attract. Yeah, it goes to show opposites attract and goes to show you can find love anywhere, you know, even at work. Even at work. Is that where they met? The voice? The voice, or, yeah. On or the she set. became. No, no, no. They met uh, there and now they work together there. That's so cute. Like, I mean, other. If it wasn't on the voice, like, how would Blake, Sh- Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani ever have met in a room that was small enough for them to even, like, see each other? Maybe like, at an at award the, show. Right, but those are so big. Like, you're right. not going to talk to someone who's, like, not in your genre, who you probably, like, have Don't never know. heard their music before. So I just, we have the voice to thank, you know? And part of why I love this couple is that I think Gwen Stefani is very talented. I haven't really kept up with any of her music since No Doubt. And I think that Blake Shelton is also, you know, challenging her musically and they're making country music together. And like, she's really becoming an artist who, whose work I can admire. Yeah. Not that she wasn't that before. I just didn't really keep up with her. No, and I don't think she was putting out like that much Much. new music right before they started dating. So this is like this next chapter for her. And I think that it's beautiful. And I I just am really shocked that they weren't already engaged. Yeah. I also think like business wise, like this relationship has been so good for both of their careers because one, everyone's obsessed with them and like just ships them so hard. Blake really became so mainstream like with The Voice and then with Gwen Stefani and Gwen Stefani although I love her like was kind of irrelevant before The Voice and before her relationship and now she's like A-list so I just think like from all angles from all cylinders like this is perfect yeah no and I I, it's clear that they feel similarly yeah no I'm, I'm actually like really happy for them yeah I wonder if they will get married though I don't know I don't know either who has more money Blake Shelton oh yeah he's like such a big star yeah like Top hits, two. Hits, hits for like 20 years. Yeah, no, he kills it. Yeah. And he really like did good work for country music in the mainstream like pop sector with his work on The Voice. People just love him even though they've never heard of him. He's very personable. He's very funny. He's like one of my favorite people to watch entertainment wise on The Voice. I haven't watched The Voice in forever. Me neither, but I follow them on TikTok. So it's basically like I watch because they upload so many clips. That's great. You know, it's, it's an amazing way to be a fan of The Voice. I feel like I actually believe that that is true. You know, like literally all the blended auditions are on their TikTok page and they're clipped like the best part of the audition, like where people turn around and then they tell you whose team they're on. Like it's literally all you need to know. Interesting. Yeah, it's a good follow. I I highly recommend it. If you spend as much time on TikTok as I do, check out at NBC The Voice, not an app. If you want to reach 12 hours of screen time a day, (laughs) check out NBC The Voice. And if you're spending that much time on your phone, maybe follow me on TikTok and then pre-order my book, link in bio. Interesting thought. I promise I will stop with like the book stuff. I just can't get over it. Okay, next story. Our queen, Kim, celebrated her 40th birthday on a private island with a trip for all of her closest friends and family except Kylie. Okay, and I want to say something. I have a prediction and I, I want to put it out in the ether before you can say anything. I think Kylie's pregnant. You do? I do. I'll have to look into this. She's spending more time with Travis. She was not on the trip or if she was she wasn't photographed she wasn't on the trip she was in houston with stormy and travis yeah so i think she's pregnant and i'm putting it out there and i re- like i really think i'm right okay I, i'm gonna look into it like uh, it, with my investigative and skills. i just want to say like i have absolutely no proof it's just a feeling you know it's that maternal instinct yeah i mean it has it's strange that she wasn't on the trip one like to celebrate her sister two it looked like the most iconic trip of all time I, can you imagine like in this current climate, like having the opportunity to go on a trip like that and not going. No, I can't relate. No, cannot relate. Uh, They were in a tropical location for the luxurious getaway. We saw some behind the scenes footage of KKW Air, the plane that Kim chartered. It looked like the biggest type of plane you could get, like a 747. It was a 777. And literally, 
I saw like videos from inside the plane and I thought it was like a set. I didn't think it was a real plane that was taking off. And then the, look out the window and they're in the air. It looked like Soul Plane, like the movie. Like it looked like a set. Yeah. No, Crazy. it was like, it was jumping. Yeah. And Kim has been sharing photos from the weekend, or I guess this was in the past. People obviously like didn't share stuff while they were right. there. I think they're all home by now. Very well kept secret. Very well kept secret. She explained all of the different... Um, ways in which they took precautions. She captioned um, carousel photos on Instagram saying, for my birthday this year, I couldn't think of a better way to spend it than with some of the people who have helped shape me into the woman I am today. Before COVID, I don't think any of us truly appreciated what a simple luxury it was to be able to travel and be together with family and friends Mm -hmm. in a safe environment. I surprised my closest inner circle with a trip to a private island where we could pretend things were normal for just a brief minute. She said, I realized that for, she explained they danced, rode bikes, swam near whales, kayaked, watched a movie on the beach. But she said, I realize that for most people that this is something so far out of reach right now. So in moments like these, I'm humbly reminded of how privileged my life is. That's nice, I guess. I saw this caption, these photos, and I was just like, this is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, nice for her. Nice and for her if friends I and family. And I could do it, ooh, I'd be there in a second. But the backlash, y'all, is people real. are like so upset about it. Yeah, I they think read, it's very tone deaf. I want to read some of the headlines. I just searched Kim Kardashian okay. and I went to the news category. The cut. Billionaire humbly checks her privilege on private island. Uh, wait, there's Vanity Fair. Kim Kardashian West could have o- could always have fun and not post about it. Washington Post. Kim Kardashian dragged for boasting about lavish island birthday party. Quote, read the room. Daily Beast. Kim Kardashian's tone-deaf private island 40th birthday bash post draws backlash full of perfect memes. Like, so nasty. You know, people are really mad. Given the current climate, what's going on in the world, people have lost their jobs. They think that Kim sharing this part of her life could have been kept i don't know if they're mad that she did it i think they're mad that she posted it oh fuck off no i mean that's literally her job that's literally her job like i saw these pictures and they brought me like some joy i was like wow this is so stunning like the looks everyone looks so happy like this is what we've come to like know and expect from the kardashians like i let them live no and you know at some point like as a society we really just need to like lay off of people and realize like it ain't that deep. Like if, if, if literally anyone in the world was a billionaire and had the opportunity to do that, like they would do it too. And they would share posts on Instagram. And I just think like, we got to let people live and just like, we got to let people live. And And if you don't like it, just unfollow. You don't have to write an article about it. You don't have to write an article. Like it doesn't have to be a whole think piece. Like if you don't like it, don't follow. Some of us do like it. So we do follow. No, I want to see more pictures. I want to see more pictures. Like, and she was clearly very, she very, she very much like understands yeah. that this is not the norm for people. Of course. And was very like careful about what picture she posted, the statement that she crafted to celebrate like what was going on in her life and also acknowledge that this is not what Normal. everyone can do. But this is not, that's not something I can do, but I appreciate being able to watch her do it. Yeah. And I don't know if I just like am defending her because I love her and like if it was someone else, like would I feel the same? I don't know. But at the end of the day, like I'm unbothered and I just love her and I just think like we could really learn to operate in a world where like we just get out of people's business. Like it, it, not everything everyone's going to do, you're going to agree with. And that's part of just being an adult and living in the real world. And you don't have to like throw a tantrum and talk about every time someone does something that you don't agree with. And that's the, the hill that I will die on here today. I agree. And I can't imagine that if, even if it wasn't Kim that I would feel differently about people living their lives. And, and now it's like, you, like before it's like, oh, how, how reckless and irresponsible is you're doing a party with your friends. But like, no, that part's taken care of. Like mm-hmm. they all got tested, quarantined, etc. They were clearly very safe. So now it's like, how dare you do this when other people can't well then if everyone only did things other people could do like it's just it's so silly it's so silly um also kim like does so much good work she's so charitable she donates so much of her time so much of her money i agree her platform her platform to helping other people like it's her 40th birthday it was his 40th birthday no that's true it's like you like uh, like social media is just so ruthless like you can never be doing enough like and if you take one moment for yourself people are like you're selfish even though like homegirl literally just donated a million dollars like she's always posting about important things on her instagram she literally devoted so much of her life to criminal justice reform like can we just literally becoming a lawyer in order to help people can we literally just like let a bitch breathe it's just it's exhausting 
I mean, and I'm not even one of those people, like, but it must be exhausting to like constantly be searching for things to be offended by. Like, it must be exhausting. Yeah, it really, really must be. I was shocked when I saw like that there was so much hate for this. Like, I could barely find a story that didn't have like a slant about her tone deafness. And don't get me wrong, like, I totally am sympathetic and I understand, like, we are living in unprecedented times and it's like, it's absolutely horrible. Like, people losing their jobs, businesses, literally in, on my block, like, every business is closed down. It's absolutely awful and I get that. But one does not, you know, going on a trip doesn't mean you don't care about what's... It's just, it's a little silly. That's all I'll say. It's, it's, it's a little much. Like, but, we all know the circumstances that we're living in. We've been living with them for eight months. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not good out here. No. But if someone can find some joy in a way to do something in a way... For themselves. It, for themselves in a way that is safe... Do it. Um, but can we talk about who was there? Because Tristan was there with Chloe. And so I'm, I think we're pretty much confirmed they're back together. Yeah. Devin Booker was, people were like literally on TikTok, were like zooming into the background of photos and saw him in two pictures. So he was rumored during quarantine to be dating Kendall Jenner. I believe that means that they're still together. Courtney and Scott were both there, I believe alone, but like alone together. We should be alone together. together. Um, so just like an interesting thing for people to think about. Yeah, very, very interesting. I need to go through all the photos. This E! News article has every single photo that's been posted so far, which is just like exactly what I need. And I feel like there's so many more photos, but like now that Kim's getting roasted, like she's not going to share them with us. And I, and I want to see more. Like, what did you eat for dinner? She posted a photo that I saw this morning that was like her... Chloe and Courtney on the yep. beach, like in their bathing suits, like looking like the motherfucking snatchers. Like, oh my gosh, why didn't that happen to me in quarantine? No, and it's like, why am I not friends with Kim Kardashian? And like, why, why wasn't I one of those people, you know, 20 years ago when I was six years old <laughs> who met her and helped her shape into the woman she is today? How and like, come you weren't one of those people 20 years ago when you were six years old, like who was in high school with her? No, it's not fair. It's just not fair, like that I wasn't on that trip. Like, and I wonder... Am I just so delusional or like do other people see that and be like, oh my God, like I should be there because I really feel territorial. Like I should have been there. I think, I mean, I didn't see that and think that. I did not. Well, I did. So maybe some did, some didn't. Okay, moving on to our next story, a little happy news for Sheena Shea. Oh my God, I'm so happy about this. Sheena Shea has revealed she is pregnant again after a June miscarriage. She is so excited to be a mom. The Vanderpump Rules star revealed in this week's issue of People that she and boyfriend Brock Honey Davies are expecting their first child together after previously sharing in June that she had suffered a miscarriage. We got pregnant so quickly, she says. My doctor told me to wait one period in ovulation cycle and then we could try again. It was the first and only time we tried and I had a feeling right away, but it was so soon to tell because I wasn't even close to missing my period yet I just had a feeling okay um first of all I'm so happy for her like she went through something really difficult in June and now to get like a positive result is just absolutely wonderful I have a special place in my heart for Sheena Marie Shea I really do because I think that she's been disrespected in a lot of ways mm -hmm. on Vanderpump Rules and I think that she's kind of like a hero of the show I said it I did and I just love she's been through so many toxic relationships like Michael Shea is that his name Mike Shea? Michael Mike. Che? I'm thinking, I'm confusing, but his name Mike is... Mike Shea. Mike Shea. Um, Rob's Parks Valletta. Like, of course, Madison Valletta. There's just been so much. And honestly, I don't know anything about the guy that she's with, but he looks like such a cutie and like a nice guy. And I feel like it's a really healthy relationship. And I'm like, so fucking happy for Sheena Shea. I love her. We stand. Yeah. And in true Sheena fashion, her pregnancy announcement was sponsored by, by Clear Blue. Blue. And I just want to say, like, that is the benchmark of... You know, as an influencer, you've truly made it. Like, Malika did one. Like, if you're announcing your pregnancy without a sponsorship, like, what is you doing? <laughs> I'm not above that. Like, I will do anything for money. No, I totally agree. Like, and Clear Blue's legit. Like, and she, it's like a nice organic post. Like, she integrated yeah, the brand really well. Really perfectly. Like, and, you if know, I was a social media marketer on the campaign, right. like, I would definitely be pleased with the ROI. No, and Clear Blue is a fabulous product. Aren't they the ones, you know, you know five days sooner? I, she did. Five she, days before your miss period. That's what it is. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, no, really happy for her. I agree. Her man does look really cute and sweet and exactly what she needs, even though we've, like, never met him or heard from him. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe it's better that way because maybe, like, a lot of times when, like, the partner goes on the show, it's like, yikes. Yikes. Bikes. <laughs> What's it like, from? Yikes. Bikes. I have no idea. I've never oh, heard I know. it. Never been kissed when she's eating the pie. You know what's a weird word? Fork. And she's like gets drunk at that like reggae club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, Such a good movie. Good times. Anyways, happy for Sheena Shea. And technically she's a part of the Vanderbump crew now. Well, yeah. That's the other thing. But see in the words of Jordan Pruitt from the outside looking in. Ooh. Yeah, because like the other girls who are pregnant, which is now Lala, Stassi, and Brittany. Brittany. 
Um, I believe that was intentional, like to all get pregnant at the same time. I don't know. And I don't think Sheena was a part of that, but Sheena has been talking about like freezing her eggs and she filmed a lot of that for Vanderpump Rules and she was very vocal about how upset she was that they caught all that footage out. So she's been on this journey for a while. I don't think she's a part of the pact, but it just so happens that it's all at the same time. And I feel like it's great. It'll bring them all really close together. I want, I want Sheena like to thrive in this group and she just can't. Yeah, I think it will bring them close together because last we heard from the closest to her at the time was Lala and right. they were like not do they were not on good terms but maybe this will be the thing that brings them together brings Sheena into the fold I would love that for her as well babies have a beautiful way of just bringing people together yeah they do okay are you ready for our next story some Beverly Hills casting news Harse. Kathy Hilton will appear on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season 11 TMZ reported the news on Tuesday the news comes one day after people reported that Crystal Kung Minkoff will be joining Beverly Hills next season um Bravo TV.com says Kathy Hilton will appear as a friend of the cast that's what TMZ said as well I'm okay with that I think it's a really good jumping off point um, I think maybe it was her way of like dipping her toe in I'm sure she has her preconceived notions about the show, seeing what like it did to like Kim and Kyle's relationship and how it might be toxic. So she doesn't need the money. She doesn't need the fame, but it might be like a fun project for her to work on. I think she's probably glad about being cast as a housewife or it was even her idea just to see if it's even remotely something she would be interested in. Yeah, I just don't know why it would be like, I don't know why she would do this. I don't know what she stands to gain from it. Like, yeah. I feel like if she wanted to be famous, like there were so many opportunities in her life where she could have been that's clearly like not what she wanted and I don't I mean I also I don't know her maybe we'll see a different side to her but the woman yeah. that like I think that she is I just like I feel like she's I feel like honestly it. if you don't need the money I think it's like a fun and easy job where like maybe it's for women who like have, haven't always worked and are looking for like their thing in like their marriage or just like in their life like to have something that they can call theirs and it's like a fun job where you get to travel and like wear makeup and like beautiful clothes and be friends with fabulous ladies like for someone who doesn't need the money and who's not like desperate to get on like I don't see a downside I unless they there's pay a you. downside like there you never know what is going to happen how you know the personalities are going to mesh and what the country is going to think of you that's true I think it's it's a risk but a lot of people take that risk because the payoffs of your business will this and your platform right. will that and if you're someone who doesn't need those things why even take that risk to begin with yeah but being a friend isn't a huge risk no it's not I mean, maybe she sees Kyle, who who was in a similar situation as her, like very fancy and and thriving, thriving. And Kyle loves the show, and it's brought her so much good in her life. And so maybe she's just like, I want that good time. Yeah, of course. And I just feel like at some point, when like when you're so rich, like you get bored. When you're so rich and you don't work. Yeah. Something to think about. Something to think about. But it's exciting. I'm here for the casting. We're getting closer to like the Kris Jenner. Yeah, I think it's a good direction, like for the show mm -hmm. to be moving in and. I'm here. I'm here for what it means. Me too. For the message. Fifth and final story is for Claudia, McClardia, Ashray, Keith Renier, Ranieri, the leader Ranieri. of Nexium, has been sentenced to 120 years in prison. That is so crazy. It's so wonderful. You know, um, for all of us who made it through the endless hours of the vow, even though it was tedious at times, he really was just like an awful, evil person. And I think this is just wonderful news and and I don't think we could, I think that was the best it ever went. You know, the best it could have went. Yes. The arrogant 60-year-old sicko, according to the New York Post. Oh, my, that's fucking savage. Who billed himself as Gandhi for the wayward, only to be unmasked as a perverted master manipulator, remained defiant until the end, insisting to the judge that his slew of accusers were lying. But Brooklyn Federal Judge Nicholas Garofuis scoffed at the notion, calling the Svengali's crimes cruel, perverse, and extremely serious, as yeah. he ensured the con would remain in prison for life. To him, the brave victims are liars, the judge said, bringing down the gavel on the sex trafficker, including him to pay a $1.75 million fine. Well, you know, this is truly the justice system at its best. And I think, you know, the wheels of justice just did what they were supposed to do. And I'm, I'm just thrilled about the idea that, like, this guy who went from, like, being in charge of thousands of people and manipulating them all and using them as pawns for his own personal sexual financial gain is now going to be, like, the bottom of the totem pole in a men's prison. And I'm just like, I think that that juxtaposition is poetic and beautiful. 
yeah, we love to see justice being served, and justice was most definitely served. Most definitely. Um, I think a few people in this thing are still awaiting sentencing. Allison Mack. Yeah, I haven't seen a sentencing for her. And the Bronfman girls, yes. who to me are just as bad, if not worse, than Keith Raniere. When I watched them on the documentary, their involvement made me so mad. I don't know why. Like, well, obviously, because what they did is terrible, and like they financed this whole thing. But like, can you imagine being born into wealth like that? Like, literally, you turn eighteen, you inherit one hundred and twenty-five million dollars, and literally, you didn't even fart. Like, you didn't fucking do anything for that money. And this is what you do. Like, you join a cult in Albany and you ruin people's lives. And, like, I, like, that's, I understand, like, not that I understand, but I could see how someone could become, you know, drunk off their own power and, like, start a cult. Like, I don't relate to it, but I could see how it happens. I don't see how, like, you're literally born so privileged into such a, like, such a legacy and this is what you do with it. Like, their involvement, for some reason, like, really made me angry. Damn. Because they financed the whole thing and they used all their powerful connections. They got the Dalai yeah. Lama to come all the way to Albany and have this discussion and really legitimize this self-help organization. The Dalai Lama thinks it's okay? Oh, of course. And their influence and their power was just as destructive as Keith Raniere's. It really was. So yeah. the Nexium chapter like is closing and like it's the loseriest chapter in the book and I'm like happy for them. Um... But, but this the, is great. This is great news. Keep and the vow season two is Ugh. happening. And I, I heard that it's about like the aftermath, which like, like the courts. Yeah. Like it's aftermathing currently. I might not watch it, but I did hear that the stars documentary on Nexium is very good. Are you going to watch it now that you're like really a Nexium expert? No, I am. And I never intended like, to honestly, be. <laughs> the next documentary that they make after the stars one, you're going to be on. No, I'm the Pop documentarian. expert. Yeah. The loseriest, cro- the loseriest no. cult of all time. And that's where I feel like the HBO documentary, like, missed. You know, like, he was really trying to become, like, an influential thing. And when your most famous person is Allison Mack, like, you're not influencing anyone. <laughs> I said it. Um, okay, let's talk about The Bachelor. Yes. TV recap brought to you by Honey, literally the most fabulous brand ever. These days, it feels like online shopping is the only shopping we really do. That's where today's sponsor, Honey, comes in. It's the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically applies the best available ones at checkout. Honey is basically your online shopping best friend. Here's how it works. You get Honey on your computer for free in two easy clicks by going to joinhoney.com slash toast. Then when you're checking out on one of its over 30,000 supported sites, so I use it at Bloomingdale's, Revolve, Ulta, Sephora, literally any, at most popular retailers are a part of Honey. So when you're shopping there, Honey pops up and all you have to do is click apply coupons. They scour the internet, wait a few seconds as they search for the coupons. And if Honey finds a working coupon code, it'll apply the best, um, most savings one to your cart. It's literally free to download, saves you money. I don't know why anyone would not use it. And if you don't know about it, I found out about it from the toasters. They were the one who told me about it. It has saved me so much money. Um, they have found it's over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. And they support all kinds of retailers from tech to gaming websites to fashion brands, food delivery, makeup, like anything that you use online shopping for most likely uses Honey. It's simple. If you have a computer, Honey should be on it. It's free and works with whatever browser you use. You can get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash toast. That's joinhoney.com slash toast to get the browser extension for free, download it, and start shopping and saving money today. Sign on, save money with Honey. Okay, so with the Bachelor Red recap, I think let's go in order of how things uh, happened. Because first, it popped off with Yosef. The rose ceremony got cut short. The cocktail party, she just went straight to the rose ceremony. Because, and, and the thing with Yosef is, going into his discussion, and even last week, I knew he was a dick, but I didn't disagree with his grievances. Right, of course. Like, he had two points. The first one was... Naked Dodge. No, that was the second one. The first one was the way that she, like, flipped out on everyone on their first... Because right. literally there was an awkward silence. And, and that's, and like, really what you had said. Rubbed him the wrong way. And honestly, watching it was uncomfortable. I was like, that's weird. And then the second that's one was... Suspicious. ...was Naked Dodgeball, which was not appropriate in I any agree. way. Now, so his two points, we agree with the points. And, you know... His point about being a father and, like, having a family, and if that was him on that date, like, he would have been put in a really uncomfortable situation. Like, I actually kind of respected that. Sure. Like, so, so he went from having two, two very valid... Valid points to just fucking ruin Being a it. disgrace. A like, disgrace. And, you know, at first I was like, wow, he's kind of being... He was mansplaining a little bit, but he wasn't being disrespectful. 
And then he just lost it. Animal. Like, you're not fit to be mother of my kids. Like, go fuck yourself. Literally so disgusting. Following, She's trying to run away from him in this conversation, and he's following her. Like, his behavior was disgusting. And he just had... what He had, like, the moral... Like, he had the, the argument on his side, and he just fucking destroyed it. And now he's like a joke, and I don't know if he'll ever be able to get a date again because the way he spoke to her was absolutely disgraceful. The names that he called her, the way he followed her around, just unbelievably disgusting. It and was so disgusting. Shame on him. And, like, and he just, like, went in so hard on her. And, like, and it's crazy because he opened up the conversation, like, looking like he might want to be having a productive conversation, let her know how he was feeling so that, like, he could stay in this situation, like, feel better about being here, you know, like, have a conversation. But then, like, the more he talked, like, the more it was clear, like, wait, so are you telling us you're leaving, like, and you're just, like, make, taking a shit on your way out? Mm-hmm. Or, like, do you really think that you're being... Like, helpful. Like, you're being someone's, like, boyfriend. Like, no. You're insane. Insane. He had to go. But I just wanted it to be on the record. And, and I'm not, like, such a... Like, I'm not so, like, a Claire hater. But he did have valid points. And I don't think any of the guys picked up on, on what he was picking up on until a little later in the episode. And none of them would have spoken to her that way. And I actually loved how, like, protective they are of her. And they all, like, ran to go get her. Yeah. Except, like, Dale ran to go get her. And she was like... And Dale was the one who came up to me. I'm like... Actually, the four guys who were actually on your date ran up to you first, but like, I guess you didn't see them. Yeah, no. Shit, what were you? Oh, the other guys eventually like are coming around to what he saw, but the no one would ever have said it in the way that he said it to say that she's not fit to be the mother of his children. You like, go, that, oh, yeah, that, literally. Like, and you're the oldest bachelorette in history for a reason. Like, go fuck yourself. Like, what you're what you're so great. That was really disturbing. And yeah. I could see, like, why she was disturbed, why there was going to be no more conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the sort of thing that just, like, shakes you. Yeah. And Dale was there for her, and it was just another layer to their existing connection of, like, she felt safe and protected by him. So, like, of course, you know, this is moving their relationship very far ahead. Progressing. Than the others. Yeah. And so I, of course, understood why she was shaken up and needed to take time off But again, it's like all these guys literally have never even spoken to her. Like she just keeps and this time it wasn't her fault and I don't blame her at all. But like she just keeps cutting down the time that she gets to see with these guys, spend with these guys. And she knows who's going to win in her head. And I feel like, you know, there are many seasons of The Bachelor where like, you know, you know, Ben Higgins said he knew it was Lauren. Like, you know, but you play the game and she's just not playing the game and she's not giving any of the guys another chance. Because then the next day for the day date, she didn't show up. And then she just did the nighttime cocktail party. Well, yeah. So I wasn't upset. I didn't realize there was a pattern of her cutting time short until that date where she... She said, can we just rush through this? Yeah. And she came. They were all dressed for the day. They sat around for like three hours. Then she came and told them it was only going to be a night date. And she just wanted to rush through that and spent all of her time with Dale. Then I was like, okay, we have a problem here. Right. And that's where it's like you're really just kind of slapping the guys in the face who quarantined for two weeks at home, flew across the country, quarantined for another two weeks just to be, yes, to be on TV, but ultimately to be your boyfriend. And it's really disrespectful. Then it got even crazier when she had her second date that Dale was not on. She found a way for Dale to be on the date. And then spend the part that he wasn't there talking about him. Right. And then got upset with the guys for not having productive conversations with her when all she was interested in talking about was Dale. Oh, wait, you're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead. No, no, but I'm saying like that waste of time like was... constantly compounded in the episode like just when I thought it couldn't get worse like that she's gonna at least pretend like she's interested in someone else it was got worse right so then right so the group date she cut everyone's time off and then spent the whole time with Dale Dale made that weird ass speech and wanted to do a group hug honestly like I'm not mad at Dale because like they're having a connection and like that's what love is but like don't be in such a freak. Easy, in the words of Easy, own it. Yeah, no, Easy is definitely like a, like a voice of reason in the group. 100%. And it's true. Like, Dale being a freak and being like, I'm only going to take five minutes. Let's do a group hug. And then proceeding to take an hour and then, like, walk in on her when she's with someone else. And honestly, yes, it's on Dale because he was being a freak. But she should have never said, come. come sit down. That was not cool. Like, Claire, they're acting like two-year-olds. Like, yes, I get that you're in love. There are rules. Like, there's a process. And the producers are doing her fucking dirty because... The way that the show is edited, it's always to protect the lead. You want the lead. That's like when everyone was confused by a lot of what was going on in Nick Vile's season. Um, so many, so much was edited and cut out that it made no sense. And it was like drama between Vanessa and Rachel. And none of that was ever showed because Vanessa got the final rose. And you want to protect her and Nick. Like that's what. But because Claire is obviously not like the 
permanent lead, they're doing her fucking dirty, like with all the hidden cameras and the mics. Like, can we just rush through this? And it's like, she's like, I don't even see the point. I'm like, of seeing these other guys. Yeah, but I think that even though a lot of leads do know immediately, there's a reason why you're on The Bachelor, you yeah. know? Maybe your first instinct of who's the best choice for you isn't the best choice for you. So you give all these other very eligible guys a shot so that at the end you can, even if it turns out to be that guy, you are 100% sure because you saw everything else that was out there and you're like, no, I still want yep. this person. Like, Even though The Bachelor is like the most like backward show, like whatever, there's a method to why Oh, sometimes it really does work and why in those few weeks you are so certain of the person that you choose and before we saw this week's episode I really did think that Claire and Dale were just like meant for each other and unfortunately they met in this circumstance and so they mm -hmm. had to ruin the show but now I'm feeling like I don't know if they're gonna make it I think it's like a physical attraction it's like a puppy love sort of thing she's not even being mature enough with her feelings to like recognize that you know, maybe I should give someone else a shot. Maybe what I always initially go for isn't what's best for mm -hmm. me. And I feel like I'm worried for them because the way because that they're, they're going to blow up the show and then maybe not even work out. The way that they're acting is not mature. No, it's really, it's, you're right. No, like there's, to me, I don't know what besides the physical connection they have in common or what she knows about him that she loves. Like yeah. what he walked over and gave you a hug. Like there's more to a relationship than feeling safe. And a lot of times on The Bachelor, like you have a strong initial connection with someone, but that's not always the person that you choose. Mm -hmm. Like even Ben Higgins gave the first impression rose to Olivia, Olivia Creedy. And like for a few weeks, like I think he was really like so interested in Olivia. And I think usually you have a few people that you're like, really kind of interested in and then by the end you know exactly who it is but you have to go through the process in order to be sure of that decision at the end like cutting it off two weeks in I just You're, it's, it's not, very it's extremely hasty it's extremely hasty it's not a recipe for success I agree and I wish them the best of luck and, and I pray that that it is so during that group date where she was just like running off with Dale like acting like a two-year-old and I think she was very drunk because towards the end she was slurring her words she really started to rub me the wrong way they both did and all the other guys were starting to pick up on it and then the next day she had her one on her one on one with Zach C, I believe his name is, who um, I don't know if anyone noticed he owns a clean uh, a housekeeping service. And literally, if I was on The Bachelorette, like I would choose him 100 percent like to marry someone who owns a cleaning company. Like, oh, my God, hell of I like free housekeeping. Pray, praise the Lord. Jesus's name. We say amen. Um, and he's such a cutie and he's like kind of shy. And like, honestly, I think if it weren't like this insane season, he would have had like long term potential. He's so cute. Yeah, I mean, he got the second one on one, which is usually someone who has long term potential. And my God, the date was just a disgrace. Yes, they might not have had a lot of chemistry, but like Claire was not even trying. And he was like visibly nervous. And she was like putting avocados on his face just so he would like shut the fuck up. And it was just awful. And the date was pathetic because they're stuck in this hotel and they're getting like pedicures on like portable pedicure baths like not even like real pedicure chairs and then they're swimming in her backyard on like a fun boy float and it was just absolutely pathetic and of course the whole thing came to a head when she went in for a kiss and then like decided she didn't want to kiss him the vibe that I got was that she felt like she was cheating on Dale and she was like going in because she thought she was supposed to do and then right when she was about to kiss him she was like wait no no, no I'm in love with Dale like I'm not gonna cheat on my boyfriend and did she ever give us a reason for why the kiss stopped like, she, she ever... said that she felt him pull away okay. and so she got like embarrassed okay which I did not see Zach C swears that he didn't pull away I, I rewatched it he didn't pull away but he he was just standing there like ready for the kiss like he, he didn't do much leaning in. So by the way, so that was awkward. But what proceeded to happen afterwards was like her like running away and like him going towards her and like her getting like scared of him and thinking that like he was grabbing her and it triggered her really deeply because then we see in the little hidden cameras that like she kind of had like a breakdown. She yeah. started crying and she didn't show up to the date. And for me, it was like, I felt two ways. Because one, it really, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And and I thought even if she didn't like him to, to not even show up to the date was like really rude and like have Chris Harrison send him home. But then part of me was like, she's deeply triggered by this. And I actually think what we don't know about there, there's probably a lot we don't know about Claire. And I think she actually might be like a very damaged person because I think that she's been through a lot that we don't know about. And that what to us seemed like like it was awkward, but it wasn't like to her. It was deeply triggering. Yeah. And I think that she is like 
she has like demons and I think that she maybe hasn't fully worked them out yet and it really it made me feel sad for her so like part of me was like that's rude like go say bye to him if you, even if you don't like him and then part of me was like really she feeling bad like, she couldn't even look at him again right so part of me was like actually feeling really bad for her like yeah there's way more here yeah I felt bad for her because by when that second in- interaction happened when he was like no wait give me a kiss yeah and like he he put his hand on her neck to like bring her in but at that point like she didn't want to kiss him so to have someone that you don't want to kiss like try and like bring you by the neck mm-mm, no thank you yeah but I don't think Zach C is like a bad no or uh, aggressive guy I, I just think, think it so. was so awkward he was doing anything he could to make it better and also like he was on a one-on-one date and she didn't want to kiss like I don't know what happened at that kiss where it was a non-start but like she didn't want to be kissing him no, you know? she was doing it because, like... So, like, part of being the bachelor is, like, kissing people that you don't want to kiss. Mm-hmm. Like, you just got to... You kiss all the guys. Yep. Or, and being on a one-on-one, like, you're going to kiss. Yeah. And so it just got so weird and then got worse. And I, honestly, I really felt badly for both of them. I feel I felt like Zach C was put in, a, like, in a bad situation where he was embarrassed and, like, Chris had to walk him out, not even Claire. And it was, like, just an embarrassing way to go out. And then I also felt bad for Claire because she's obviously, and maybe we don't understand it, but she's going through something. Like, in that, she was going through something in that moment. No, I think a lot of people can understand that. And I don't think people, after, like, the whole exchange happened, I don't think people are, like, faulting Claire in any way. It was just, like, a a very bad, a very awkward thing. Lose-lose. And then to watch it. Was painful. Was really painful. Everyone was a loser there. Like, it was just, it was awful. Yeah. But it, it was, it was honestly, and we watch a lot of reality TV, like, one of the top five, like, most shocking scenes I've ever seen. Awkward, uncomfortable. I didn't, like, I literally. I, I gasped, like, when, when Chris showed up. Like, we know, when, when, they, the when they cut, when they cut from the pool scene to write to him being alone at dinner and, like, you knew where it was coming. Like, I wanted to cry. Like, my heart really broke for him and for her. No, I was glad that, that Chris showed up and not Claire because I'm glad that they didn't have to have a conversation about what happened. Like, just everyone, let's Well, they're, gonna, they're going to have to address it at the men tell-all because... There were so many unanswered questions. What was like, my jaw hit the floor was the first kiss where it just like, they were. It was so like weird. I don't know what happened. Me neither. It was. I just like, I feel so sad for everyone. Like if I, if we talk about it any longer, like I actually might cry because it was really, really sad. Like the whole thing. I agree. Let's Um, move on. Then the the next group date was the roast where Margaret Cho was, by the way, Margaret Cho looked great. She was very funny. Um, of course she brought in all the other guys just so she could see Dale and she was like shook. It's like she's been living in this fantasy world like she has no idea what's going on and the fact that like literally all the guys fucking hate Dale and that really came through at the roast. Um, my favorite from the roast was Bennett. He was a little mean but like I just like I love him and I said from day one like if I was on The Bachelorette like I'm going with the guy who has the Rolls Royce. Yeah also like someone roasted him by, by calling him wealthy Yeah. and then I was wondering like if Claire was like hmm? you know but like, then he went and it was like no. Yeah, no. Um, the roast wasn't even, like, in my opinion, remotely interesting, except for the fact that, like, clearly everyone hates Dale. Yeah, but here's what was interesting to me. Ben, major cutie. He, Who the fuck is Ben? Okay, um, he was the one, he said... It's, does he look like Blake, but he's, like, a little taller? No, no. He said he... He did a joke about Dale that was funny and landed. He said that he had 43 jokes that he did, and so he did oh. one about... One about Claire at the end. That was the only one that aired, the one about Dale, and it was the only one that she asked him about. He did 43 jokes and she only cared about Dale. He was so cute. He was so cute and so funny. And in any other season, like, he's a top three. He's top four. He's hometowns. I agree. He's so cute and, like, nerdy a little bit. She has great guys. I don't know any of them. I don't know what they do, who they are, what their names are, where they're from, how old they are. There were a few faces where, and I never am this person because I actually feel like I hate when people are like, Who's this person? Right. When did, no, but like literally, there were three people where I was like, no, "Have no, you been here the whole time?" No, there's no way. And when Claire, when they did the bloopers, and not bloopers, at the end after the credits, when Claire like said to one of the guys, "I thought I sent you home last week." <gasps> that was so. Funny. I don't watch the bloopers. It was like one of the most random. It was a fotch. I swear, I've never seen. Before. That is so funny. Yeah. Um, okay, but so back to that date. Like Claire literally is pulling everyone over and she thinks she's being subtle. She doesn't realize that all the guys are like talking about what they spoke about with Claire because she's like, so like, what was all these jokes about Dale? Like, 
what was that about? And then like, she thought she was being so subtle when literally all the guys knew exactly what she was doing. She was like, yeah, but and then she wouldn't let it go. Every guy was like, honestly, like I haven't gotten that much time with you. Like, could we literally talk about something else? And she's like, no, but like, what was that about? Yeah, and, and you know what? I understand, like, she wasn't even going about it in the right way. Because if it were me or someone else, they would be like, oh my God, the whole house hates my man. Like, that's something that has come up before where it's like, am I dating the villain? Right. And you, the conversation that you would have is like, is there something I don't know, like, more out of real concern, not like, why would you go after my man? When she walked away and said, they're talking shit about my fiancé, I was like, that was, Mm-mm. that's, no wonder why they didn't keep going. They could, they could sense from her that, like, saying more negative stuff about Dale would only get them sent home. Yeah. And they would not be, like, giving her information that she needed. She just, like, that scene was crazy. Like, that's what crazy girls do. Like, I did that, like, within a day of meeting Ben. I'm like, that's my boyfriend. Like, but you weren't dating 25 other guys who you were on national television. No, I know. For 10, for it's just, light. like, that's what crazy girls do. Like, when you call someone your boyfriend and they're like, not your boyfriend. She didn't even call him her boyfriend. She said Beyonce. She said Beyonce. That was crazy. That was crazy. And what was even crazier was she, again, couldn't even pretend, play the game, didn't give a rose. Oh, that was, see, that's, she really lost me there. In that instance, she should have just given the rose to the person who was the funniest at the rose, whoever got the most laughs. I'm sure there was a consensus as yep. to who was the funniest. You should have been like, you really impressed me today. Like, you were out of your comfort shell. Like, she can't I pretend. Love, I love a funny guy. Like, thank you for putting yourself out there. She can't even act. And half of this show is just acting. Yeah. That, yeah. So that's where... And it, because in the promo for next week, we see Tasha like it obviously she can't go on. We're only three episodes in and she's not even playing the game. And the guys are very aware of what's happening. This is a season unlike any other. There's they're not in these like fabulous cities with all these distractions and right. all of these dates. Like they're literally in on top pool, of each other, at, like on a date and there's less distractions. So like it's extremely clear what's going on. I'm glad that the guys are like going to stand up for themselves. Me too. Hopefully, because it's a waste of their time and it's embarrassing and like. I, I, it's just unproductive for them. I completely agree. And I'm really looking forward to Tasha. Oh like, my God, yeah. That sickening scene of her getting out of the pool was truly just like movie magic. And I'm, I love how excited everyone is. Like, I feel like we can rally behind someone. And, you know, in these divided times, it's like Tasha is our leader and we're all just like rallying behind her. And I'm very excited for her to take over. I really am. I think she'll, she'll respect the process. And what's so funny about this whole thing is that tweet of Claire's that's going completely viral like what is it well when Matt James was cast for her season and there were like rumors that he was like on cameo and like starting like being thirsty people were tweeting about it and she like had him removed from her cast and tweeted something like respect the opportunity you've been given respect the process respect the position and it's like Claire Claire respect the opportunity you've been given like at least pretend yeah. and they would have cut if she had even done a decent job at pretending they would have cut out obviously all the things where she's referring to him as her fiance the lead doesn't get hot mic'd that's not what happens like it's for the other contestants like the lead is protected when it comes to editing but between how they edited her conversations post roast to all of her like behind the scenes hot mic moments like they're doing her fucking dirty yeah but they also need to like Make us understand. Explain to the viewers how we got to this place. You know, it's different. There's a difference between having a front runner and considering yourself engaged when you're still dating 20 guys. Yeah. Um, No, it's just really bizarre. And I'm really looking forward. It was an amazing episode. Like it was. And I've I've been very hesitant um, about this season, but it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It was. We're having interesting conversations. Like it's not silliness. And it's. Like a trope, a storyline that we really have never seen before. And I love when things are have never been done before. Yeah. So that's our Bachelorette recap. No other TV was on, right? No, but we have Dear Toasters. It's in your email. We forgot to print it today, but... Oh my God, I totally forgot. It's in your email. So our Dear Toasters advice segment is coming right up. Okay, Are you ready yes, to give is. out some advice? I am, I am, I am. Just take a moment. It's refreshing. Just give me one second. Hey queens, by the way, Dear Toasters is our advice segment. If you're ever looking to write in, our email is deartoasters at gmail.com. Hi, queens. Love listening to you guys every morning. It's honestly been great for my sanity during all of this COVID shit, and it adds some much-needed routine to my day. I'm in an awkward situation with my stepsister. She's decided to uninvite my boyfriend to her wedding. Our entire family will be there and it would definitely raise red flags and suspicion if he wasn't there. She absolutely hates him and here's why. Earlier this year, I made the mistake in opening up to her about 
issues in, in our relationship. I don't want to go into detail, but he cheated on me. I'd been dealing with this privately for a little bit more than a year, and I was so tired of keeping it in, so I confided in my sister for support and love and all that stuff. She really does not support me staying with him and trying to figure things out for the sake of our relationship and family because we have a two-year-old son together. My question is, do you think it's fair for her to uninvite him to her wedding? I understand that this is her day and she's been looking forward to this day forever and that you wouldn't want to pay for a plate for someone you hate, but I honestly would consider not going if I can't bring my boyfriend. He's basically my husband minus the legality, plus our son is the ring bearer and I don't want him to miss our son walking down the aisle. But I'm so, I'm also in the wedding party and as well, so I really can't skip out. Also, he was already invited, now he's uninvited. Help, what do I do? Yeah, no, that's that ain't right of your sister. First of all, like wedding party gets a plus one. Yeah, and also if sister your wedding gets party gets a plus one, if your sister slash bridesmaid has a boyfriend who she has a child with, who they're together, like he gets invited. Right, but even if like you, it wasn't even that serious, but it is like you're the sister, you got a plus one. No, and also it's not like this boyfriend did anything to your sister. Like he did something to you, you're choosing to be with him and like that's on you and it really should have nothing to do with your sister. Yeah, I think that ultimately like you should definitely go to the wedding but I would say give it one more shot where you ask your sister if he can come like and explain to her like where you're at now. It's so hard when people like you know, you, you want to share with people like what's going on in your life, but then like people hold grudges and it's like, that's not your grudge to hold. Yeah, that's hard. And you shouldn't feel, honestly, people who you open up to who then like hold that information against you, like that kind of, that's really shitty. Yeah. And I understand like she loves you and she wants to protect you, but she also needs to support you in the, and the ultimate decision that you've made, like you've made your decision. Yeah. So you need to be supported. And so that's a bummer. I would say try and keep like talking to her about it and I mean it is her wedding so like don't stress her out if it doesn't work out just use it as something to hold over her head like for the rest of your life yeah but I do think you regardless of what happens like you have to go to the wedding yeah and your your son's the ring bearer like yeah that's so cute try and work it out with your sister directly but I wouldn't not go because that's something that's like a life moment you can't take you'll back. regret that yeah all right, next up. Hi, girls. I'm pregnant with my first child due mid-March. Congrats. With a sweet baby toaster. I am planning my baby shower and want to have it in the final weeks of January so I can have time to set up, prepare, buy anything else that I need. I live in the Midwest. My mom and sister live in the Southwest. My grandparents go there every winter from January to March every year to get out of the snow. Anyways, I've been planning for this baby shower since September and told my mother my plans at the time. I just found out today that she doesn't plan to come to my baby shower and my sister and grandma won't come either unless I change the date closer to March. I think that's pretty unreasonable of an ask especially considering the unpredictability of birth i don't personally think it's too much to ask them to be here for a weekend or my grandparents to go a little later to be here maybe i'm being unreasonable but this puts me in a really hard spot what's their reasoning for not wanting that the they weather? usually they, yeah the weather they fly uh south for the cold months so it's like have it in march because we're going to be out from january to march um Maybe I'm being unreasonable, but this puts me in a really hard spot. I'm extremely introverted and I don't have a ton of friends, so it's a lot for my family not to be there for me. For further context, my younger sister has also wanted me to reschedule my bridal shower for her convenience, and that caused a huge fight around my wedding. Please help. Whew, that's tough. Normally, if it were like a normal world, I would say, you know, like everyone should be able to come. Stand your ground. But... People are very trepidatious about flying right now. To fly in like a bad weather situation where it not work out with flights or like there's a snowstorm and and you have your mom and your grandma and there's like COVID and and it's just like, that's a lot to ask of people. I think it's a lot to ask people to even fly right now. Like, um, and so I feel like you should try and make something in February work. I understand not wanting to be like so close to your due date, but I think if you can push it back, I think that you should. It's still so. It's still only October. Like, like I feel like it's okay to push it back right now. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, like this is your family, and I do think that they're being slightly unreasonable. But you want them there, so if the the only way to get them there is for you to accommodate for them, then I think that's what you have to do because it doesn't sound like they're going to do the same for you. Yeah, but family's family. Maybe they won't get the exact date that they want to be there. Maybe if they could come like two weeks before that, but. I am sure it's like so annoying. I just feel like there's only so much you can ask of people right now and like to compound like bad weather with COVID and travel and all of that. Like it's, it's a lot for people to do. Um, so just keep that in mind, but that sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. It sucks when there's like family drama. She was being very vague about Northwest, Southwest. I don't know where exactly, but we'll go. Oh, yeah. I love a baby shower. Just as long as you have good snacks. All right. Final one. Hey, Claude and Jackie. You're both beautiful, stunning, and smart, and I look forward to the toast every day. Thank 
Thank you. I met my boyfriend on Bumble right at the start of 2020. We were non-exclusively dating up until quarantine and things cooled down for a bit. Then... Three months ago, we started exclusively dating again quite seriously. My boyfriend told me in the beginning that he has casually hooked up with guys in the past. And I have no issue with that, but something feels strange with his best friend. On New Year's Eve of this year, just before we met, my guy and his best friend got drunk and celebrated together. My boyfriend told me how when they were drunk, they started making out and almost progressed to more in his bed, but stopped themselves. And then things were kind of weird between them for a few weeks. I've tried bringing back up this story to get more clarity and my boyfriend shuts it down immediately. It's not a big deal to me, but it does feel strange. I also feel like my boyfriend is less touchy and attentive around me when his best friend is around. I think I'm reading too much into this, but they've been best friends since they were kids would love to hear your thoughts slash any advice love you guys and thanks so much this is tough this is tough and this is i feel like a situation where it's much easier to um give advice than it is to follow through but like i feel like part of being in a relationship is being completely open when it comes to like sexuality and like your past and i think that you have to like not be afraid to ask questions and if you are feeling weird like i would listen to your gut like if your boyfriend is acting different when he's around his best friend like there might be something going on. Like, listen to your gut. Don't, you're not, maybe you're not being crazy. And it's hard to be with someone who's had like a romantic relationship with their best friend and that best friend is still their best friend. And like, and this wasn't so um, far in the past. Right, it was like, recent. This is still this year. So if there's stuff lingering there and, and you, like, not only do you know that this happened, but you're feeling like it's there as well. I, I would say trust your gut. Um, don't come at it from not from like a judgmental place just like a genuine place of concern yeah like it just feels like your boyfriend has feelings for someone else while you're with him yeah and just feel like i don't just say like i don't like being in the dark i'm getting a weird vibe i know that i'm not crazy like what the hell's going on yeah maybe not like what the hell just be like but be like this is how i feel is there something you want to tell me is there something you want to tell me or is there any merit to like the way that i'm feeling or am i reading the room wrong yeah but I, would, I wouldn't, like, invalidate your own feelings. Like, gut instinct and, like, gut reaction. Like, there's real value in that. And, like, listen to your heart. Yeah. Listen to your heart and that gut. It mm. knows something. Um, so that was Dear Toasters. I hope we gave some good advice. Toasters at gmail.com is the email account if you want to write in. It is always anonymous. And it is always, you know, fabulous advice. Totally. And that's our show. Woohoo. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, the Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you have an amazing hump day. We will see you tomorrow for Thursday's episode. And huzzah. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.